Not just football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Welcome to the Not Just Football. With me, your host, Cam Hayward. I'm looking forward to having a fun time getting able to talk sports, but not just football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, video gaming. If that's a sport, we'll get on that later. But we're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of great guests, uh, and we're going to get to do it with one of my friends, Hayden Walsh. Um, hi, Hayden. Hey, I cannot believe we're here and you've talked me into this. I'm excited to be here and let's get it going, man. Okay, first of all, I didn't talk you into this. You wanted to do it. I mean, it, it was it was a little bit of push, though. It's, I, I'm just shocked we're here. I'm excited and I'm ready to call you out for whatever you say today. Yes. Hayden will be calling me out, making sure I don't get a big head, even though I have a big head. And he will say that as well. But we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Um, This is a new show on ESPN through Omaha. And we're just going to talk football, talk sports, and continue to just have some fun. So you ready to get into this? Let's do it. Let's go. So everybody likes to talk about new media. And now that I have my own show and it's through Omaha, like I said, I'm part of the new media. And I feel like this is a great topic to begin with because um, we're setting the stage. We're able to talk about uh, so many different things. And I bring a different insight uh, than the, you know, the usual analyst or, you know, someone who's retired. Um, I just think, you know, we're in a time where, uh, your voice can be heard because there's so many different platforms. There's so many different ways to talk. Uh, and I enjoy it. Um, will I always be right? No. Um, but I want to bring facts. Um, I want to make sure that I provide clarity and I'm able to not only challenge myself, but, you know, challenge the viewer, you know, make sure that you understand that I'm not just doing to be derogatory. I'm not just doing it to put a person down. I want to be factual and I want to make sure um, I'm doing it for the right reasons because I'm not just doing to have a, a hot take and just keep it moving. These are things I care about. And hopefully when I when we have our guests, I'll care about them too. Yeah. Well, I, the one thing I want to know is, do you think that the old media or what we call the old media now is, are they out to be mean and to be hot takey? Is it, is it less fact now than ever before? Oh, um, I think now you just see everybody's looking for, you know, I hate to say it, but it's clickbait. What's going to sell? Everybody's looking for that title. What What is the main thing? We're in such a unique uh, part of time where you look at social media. If your reels or, you know, your title isn't right, uh, you're not going to get a lot of clicks. Uh, you know, I think you got to provide a lot of facts behind it. You can't just say, oh, this guy ruined this. Or oh, this guy is a bust. That that's 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 crap to me because everybody puts in time for their job. You may not see it, but that person was awarded that position, and usually we're going to be talking about professional sports or college sports. They're rewarded that, and they've worked their t- their tails off for that. I don't think it's right to just put somebody down and say, you know, this guy did this. This is com- this is completely wrong, and he ruined the game. There are so many different instances in a game where you can say, you know, he may have messed up on this play, but he did stuff right after that. 
Um, too many times we focus in on one incident and say, this is the reason they won. This is the reason they lost. There are multiple reasons why teams lose and win. Um, and it's, they're usually little small details, but that shouldn't define you as a player. It shouldn't be a reason why someone categor- categorizes you as, you know, an incomplete person or an incomplete player or, you know, you've done everything wrong. Um, there's a lot of heartbreak in our game. And for me personally, I think you we, we take the criticism, but we don't take the derogatory criticism where it's putting a person down. Um, and I think new media has to be awarded that um, and in control of that. Uh, it's something we have to constantly get better at. Um, just because you're new media and you have this new role, um, you need to have accountability. You need to make sure that everybody understands that what you stay, what you say is what you stay on. Well, and speaking of that, so as a member of the new media, how honest are you going to be about your team and their issues and things that go on during the season? Are you going to be able to be as honest as you need to be as a true media member? I'm not a true media person, but I do have a podcast and I need to be as honest as I can. You know, there has to be a a good balance. Um, But with the things I can share, I will. Uh, But I have to protect my players as well. Um, That is not my position to, you know, leak what play we're running or, you know, tell you what this guy ate or tell you an injury. That's not why I'm doing this. Um, This is a podcast where I can share my beliefs. I can share what's going on in the league, how I feel. Um, It's really like an in-depth perspective from my point of view. I think now there's so many different avenues. You look at Draymond, you look at JJ Redick. Um, you look in our sport, um, you know, the pivot does a great job. Um, I am athlete, all these different podcasts do a great job. Um, but the thing I like Draymond is doing is it's from a current player. And now you get to see these trends of, you know, what football has become, whether it's, you know, spread football, like that would have been really cool to cover if you were right in the middle of when spread football really took off. Um, and now we get to give that in-depth perspective of that. Well, speaking of Draymond, I would love to hear what your how do you view your relationship with the old media? It seems to me Draymond is almost angry at how the media and how he's been portrayed throughout it. Do you feel the same way as he does? No, I don't. I think you have to have both. Um, This is not me putting down anybody. Um, Players, coaches, new media, old media. This is just a different version. Um, Hopefully it's a better version. But I, I think, you know, I've learned from the media. I've enjoyed the media. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I got the good guy award for uh, PFWA. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm shouting out awards already. Uh, this yeah. is going to be a long yeah. season. It um, is. But, it is. But, you know, with that, I just think, you know, I've learned from them. And this isn't the take fans from them. This is to just welcome them. I want new me- the old media to be a part of this. Shoot, I'll have you on my podcast. Like, uh, there are things they say and things they see that is different from what I see. Um, but I think I provide a clearer view from a player's perspective right in the middle of a game. Um, and definitely want to give a big uh, shout-out uh, to Draymond because the thing I love – 
Um, everybody likes to always say that he should just shut up and play basketball. And he should, and like when he was in the finals, he shouldn't have done his podcast. Like he had 24 hours in a day. And I, I'm pretty sure he took care of his body. He made sure he watched his film and he, he practiced. Why can't he take an hour out of his time to go on and do a podcast and literally vent to the world of what he saw? I don't see a problem in that. I'm still going to be busting my butt to make sure I'm good at my job, to make sure I do whatever I can for this job. If anything, I'm putting more pressure on myself because I uphold this and I make sure I got to be the best person I can in, in this podcast and on the field. I'm not going to be able to take anything from either. So for you to say, oh, that guy should just be focusing on, you know, sports. You know, I'm a complete person. I don't just play sports. I have a family. I like to watch movies. These are all different things I like. But to just categorize me and say, hey, you can only play football. Hey, you can only do this. I think that's a load of crap to me. So can we expect uh, post-game pods immediately after now? Can we put the, announce that here, that every Sunday you'll get a post-game pod from Cam Hayward uh, telling you about how the game went, whatever? Hell no. That's not going down. I need to collect my thoughts. I need to – usually if it's a away game, I'm flying back, and I want to spend some time with my family. Uh, you will get a podcast throughout the week, but not – Right after a game, <laughs> usually we go after out to eat, uh, get to hang with the family. Um, and I am complete crap after the game. Like, I don't think anyone want to listen to me uh, for literally 45 minutes to an hour. So, no, you will not get any podcast right after a game. You after a loss would be so funny. Oh, my gosh, dude. You are such a sourpuss after a loss. I would love to get you on after a loss. I'm just going to start recording when I'm in the car, when I'm up there, on the ride home. and Just get, get your wrong. That's what yeah, I'm doing like, for sure. Yeah, I will say after the games, um, especially losses, I take them very personal. And I have to – it's literally like my wife's talking me off the ledge. Like after every game, it's – I am a distraught mess. I think I'm the reason why we lost. Um, and I don't need the media to be critical of me because I'm critical of myself. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, that's that's a space that I don't think anyone wants to be a part of. <laughs> We're going to have private shows. I'm telling you, eventually we'll get to that point when you get comfortable oh. enough. We'll start doing it for sure. We'll, we'll have a Twitter spaces about it. <laughs> there you go. Nice, nice, nice. Um, all right. Well, so now this is your new media and right. you need to evaluate things. I'm sure you've seen ESPN's 2022 defensive uh, lineman rankings, and I would no, love I to hear. Them. Oh well, I think you could pull them up. Uh, I believe you are <laughs> just just inside the top five. You are not. I don't think where you are. I'd love to hear your opinion on uh, the ratings from the scouts, executives, and Jeremy Fowler. Okay, I was kidding. I have seen the ratings, and I've talked plenty about it. Jeremy Fowler, um, I've loved talking to you over the years. But damn, this is wrong. I, and, you know, um, I'll even say, like, I talked to Hayden before this. And um, I asked, could we look up the, the 2021? And, you know, I, th that's the confusing part. So you got AD in the 2021 um, leading off. Then you got Chris Jones. 
Then you got DeForest Buckner. And then you got me for 2021. And, you know, I look at the stats from going into the 2021 season. So I'm talking about my 2020. And I had four sacks. And, you know, um, I was still a second-team All-Pro. And, and I'm like, okay, okay, I can understand that. You give me four. But then we move into the next season, right? And I'm like, okay, you say I had one of my best seasons ever. Best seasons ever, right? And um, let me just say this. I appreciate my peers. I appreciate the players I get to play with. I got to meet a lot of these guys at the Pro Bowl. um, And they're really great players. But then, like, I just came off a heck of a year and I went back like that seems very confusing to me. And, you know, I'm looking through it. 80s first. Jeffrey Simmons is second. He was out of the top 10 last year. Chris Jones is third. He was second last year. DeForest Buckner. He was eight last year or no, he was three last year. And then I'm he five. Was, he was in front of you. Yeah, he was in front of you. So I dropped out. But then I had a better year before. And then I look at this and they say, look at his numbers and watch them. There's no decline at all. If there's no decline at all, how the hell did I drop? It's got to be age, right? That's got to be what it is. Okay. But to your point, if it's age, why didn't AD drop? Well, so that's the next question. Do you think he's the clear number one? I think he's 1A. And I think I'm 1A. Um, so there's two one AA is what it is like. What? Yeah, like you know, I, you know, I for me personally, I think I'm at the top of my game and I'm a complete player, and that's not a slight to everybody else. But when I step on that field, I feel like I'm the top guy at my position. Aaron Donald is a great player, and he is a heck of a player. But it, it's what you want. It's pick your poison. Um, I've said that to multiple people this offseason, and that's how I, I feel. You know, AD does a great job rushing the passer, and he can play the run. I play differently, and I do the same things. I, I And, like, I just think for some reason they think 3-4 DN that I shouldn't get the credit. And as I get older, I feel like I have to start saying this more because um, – because the time is running out, and I feel like I'm doing a really good job in my position. And I don't think it should be, you know, shadowed. I, I shouldn't have to hear the remarks that, you know, it's AD and everybody else. Man, screw that. I work too hard at this damn game to for someone to, you know, excuse my lazy language, but shit on my game. Like, what are we talking about? Like, I had the most tackles from a D tackle. I had the most picks for a D tackle. I had the most batted passes for a D tackle. AD had two and a half sacks more than me, but we were the only two top two with double digit t- sacks. So what are we talking about? Like, I understand Justin Simmons, Jeffrey Simmons had a great year. I understand DeForest Buckner had a great year, Chris Jones, but I feel like I'm a complete player. And who are these execs and players they're talking to? Because that's the other question. If you're going to say all these different players and all these different, you know, coaches and execs um, 
gave you this information and you just round it up, then you're asking the wrong players. You're asking the wrong coaches. You got all pro last year. I mean, and, and right. you see, that would mean you're the top two player of your position, right? So I'm kind of confused. Yes. Who votes for the all pro list is what I would ask. I don't know. Yes. You don't know? I don't know exactly. I think it's the AP media. Um, uh, but okay. I just – I think it feels inconclusive and it feels incomplete to say I dropped the spot, but then I'm I'm not declining. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how else to word it, but, like, if you're, if you're going to rate it, like, go off what's been done. Go off what I've done in the past five years. Like, that makes no sense to me. It's been – me and AD collecting these awards, and that's not a slight at anybody else. But don't just don't just slight me just to put somebody else up. Yeah, I mean, I agree, man. It's definitely an interesting list, and I think uh, I'm with you. I'd like to see who's actually who are the execs, who are the players, who are they talking to, and I think they should put their name on it if they're going to make a list like this, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll say this: like, I look at the list, right, and you know, AD, myself. Um, would lead off the list. And I'll, I'll let you say, like, I could be one, he could be one. I'll, you can you can make that work. Um, Jeffrey Simmons had a great year, and I would say he's probably three. Chris Jones yeah. next, um, and then uh, DeForest Buckner. Um, other guys I look at, I look at John Allen, um, Grady Jarrett uh, for the Falcons. Um, who am I forgetting? Uh, Kenny Clark, uh, another one. Um, you know, it's crazy because like la- like a year ago, I would have been saying Stefan to it. Um, there yeah, are a lot I mean, of, and that's another thing you were missing. I mean, you were missing him next to you too, which right. made your play even better. And so, like with that, like there are a lot of good players out of a position, um, and they get categorized differently and looked at differently. Um, but I still think I should be top of my list. Okay, so last thing on this though, you're you're okay with the list as long as we move you to one A with Aaron Donald, and then the rest can be filled out how it's already basically filled. Just following after you. Yes, yes, hands. So down. it's you. <laughs> you want to go ahead and say the line. It's you and who and everyone else. It's me and AD and everybody else. Okay, thanks. That's all we needed to hear here. <laughs> go ahead, James. Run with it. All yeah. right. Yeah, print the shirts. Print the shirts. Right. Say what you want. That's what. Everybody's come to see the little clickbait, but man, like, I'm not just saying it just to say it. Like, this is what I stand on. Like, I'm, I work my tail off for it. Like, it's not just me blowing smoke. This is a position I, I work at. Like, I'm a, I, I think I'm one of the top D tackles in my position and I should be treated as such. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. 
Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, people. We're brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app ever. And honestly, the only one you need. It's not just the big bonuses and boosts and promos you get. It's the fact that every time you bet, whether you win or lose, you're ordering towards the type of perks you've only Caesars can offer. Free stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. That's because when you download the Caesar Sportsbook app, you become a Caesar Reward member, and that means perks. Must be 21 or older gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Back on the new media thing, we're going to keep, we're going to move on to something different here and kind of cool off a little bit. I can tell you're a little frustrated. Uh, <laughs> frustrated? What am I frustrated for? I'm having fun. Let's get you, let's get you down to uh, to the new the new news in the Big Ten, USC and UCLA. Heading to the Big Ten. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm sure you're happy this move did not happen when you were in school because of uh, your record versus USC. I know you remember those games. You got your tail kicked. Um, in one, in one game, in, in one game, uh, chill out. I mean, you lost the shoe in the second. I mean, when you, you know what I mean? Matt, Matt Barkley went the length of the field on y'all. I mean, come on, let's go. Like, it was, you know, so. yeah, we had him at like third and like 20. Joe McKnight converted it on like a simple dump off pass. Oh, that broke my heart. Um, yeah, but I would have loved the, if they were in our freaking conference. I mean, no, nah, you wouldn't have won the big 10. We would have won. We would have beat them. No, we would have. We would have ended up two and two with them. They walked in y'all's building and, and beat you in a night game in Columbus. All right, like let's just hear what you got about USC and UCLA coming though. Okay, folks, I gotta start. I gotta start talking about this. So Hayden, he's a big fan of the team up north, and um, we don't like the talk about it a lot, but uh, he likes to, you know, drive that dagger in the back and talk crap about, you know, Ohio State. But if you want to know, um, I'm undefeated versus Michigan. Um, and I, I love the, you know, put that in his face. I got four Big Ten championships. Uh, and whenever he comes up, back over, I'll make sure he can see him again. So let's get back to that transition about um, – USC and UCLA, um, I think it's an awesome move. Um, not only just bringing USC, but bringing a rival along with it. Um, to have UC, USC and UCLA, um, USC being one of the most talked about teams this offseason um, for a myriad of things, whether it's been transfers or NILs or getting a new head coach, um, USC is, you want to think they're reloaded. We'll see. I don't know what they're going to look like, but they have a great fan base. Uh, and then you bring in UCLA. 
Um, I don't know as much about them, but I know they bring um, great competition to our group. Uh, and I think the Big Ten will be better because of it. Um, I'm interested to see what happens to Oregon because where do they fall? Um, I know uh, the Big Ten has been trying to get Notre Dame, which would be an awesome thing because if you can get Ohio State versus Notre Dame and Notre Dame versus USC, oh, those those are classic games. Um, you know, I, I feel like growing up, you would always watch ESPN Classic and see Notre Dame on. Uh, you start bringing them in the Big Ten, you've, you've got some really good historical teams. Um, and it's 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 really similar to like what the SEC did with Texas and Oklahoma. Um, it's it, it's weird because like I thought like Texas Oklahoma would be like the biggest move, but I think USC's uh, agreement to go over almost trumps it because that is like the big domino of like oh shoot we're moving to two big conferences <laughs> and like they're just gonna start cherry picking teams and you know. Um, it's going to be interesting to see going forward what team jumps to the the big powerhouses quick because um, you don't want to be the team that's out looking in because if you're mm-hmm. out, you're losing revenue. Um, and it's going to be really hard for you to ever, you know, reach a college playoff or reach a big bowl game of sort because these they're becoming, you know, these big – big conferences that are going to have like 30 teams in it soon. So it'll be interesting to see. You said Notre Dame, and obviously it looks like teams are going into conferences with a pair. So who would you mm. like to see Notre Dame come to the Big Ten with? I got a team in mind, but I want to hear who you think. Ooh. I don't know if Clemson would come to the Big Ten, um, but I really like the pair of like Pitt, in West Virginia moving to the Big Ten because I, I love because I, I want the, I want those I want those backyard brawl I want the backyard mm-hmm. brawl I want the yeah. Pitt versus Penn State game and mm-hmm. you know I think there's so many good rivalries like that you could create um Pitt Rutgers in um you know Pitt Maryland Maryland versus Who cares uh about Rutgers football dude Rutgers but, that's but, the team you're, you're sleep though you're sleep yeah. because think about it Pitt yeah, basketball yeah. and Rutgers basketball like what they were like I miss the old Big East like I want that's the cool. Big East to just move all over to the Big 10 and you know those were like the teams that like cuz I I know like I'm just talking football but like Man, if you can get football and basketball and have those powerhouses in one one conference, you're making for a hell of a tournament. Well, and that's another thing I do want to get your opinion on is how does this move affect other sports and will we lose other sports, do you think, because of, you know, if you're going to have to fly teams across the country now and it's like lower revenue sports. Are they going to be able to afford to play the USC's and UCLA's and are they going to be able to come across country? Will other sports be affected by this? I started wondering, like, if you're not one of the prominent teams in a conference, can they kick you out? (laughs) Like, you know, I hate to say it, but, like, if your team is losing, you know, most of their games and not bringing in a lot of revenue, are you going to be looked at as a team that is going to be on the outskirts soon? Um, Because is it going to be a cherry pick or a pick and choose 
uh, type of conference. Um, I hate to see it happen because I feel like every team should be rewarded that opportunity no matter where you go. And, you know, for uh, um, those teams who haven't won, they got to recruit better. And the best recruiting tool is say, hey, we're part of the Big Ten. Um, But it's going to be interesting. I think – I hope sports don't suffer because of this. Um, With NIL, I feel like teams – sports are going to be more inclined to stay around because there are so many different ways of revenue now. Um, And, you know, TV deals are just going to get bigger and bigger. Um, And I think ESPN and Fox are going to be fighting over all these different teams and – um, you know, Big Ten has half of the half of the uh, teams on ESPN and half on Fox. It's 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 a it's a fight, and uh, hopefully that brings in more revenue to offset uh, all these different travel needs. So you think the Pac-12 is dead now? They lost their two big dogs. Well, who's left in the Pac-12? You got Oregon, um, Washington, Arizona, Arizona State, Cal. Oh, um, um, Stanford. I, Stanford's an interesting Big Ten one to me, but yeah, I mean, ooh. yeah, I mean, Stanford, Cal. Um, well, I think Utah. the cool thing. I think the cool thing they could do if if they were serious, and I, I heard there was an inkling about this, was they could join the Big Twelve, um, those teams. But who's the who's the big sell there? Is it just Oregon and a bunch of other teams now? Like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, right. You would think Stanford matches up academically with what the Big Ten wants, so that's an interesting mm-hmm. team. Um, I yes. think, but you know, I don't think I don't think Stanford would go to the Big Twelve because the academics are not as important, right? Well, in Cal this, too. This answers your other point. You know, you talked about Notre Dame going. What if Notre Dame and Stanford were the pair together? Then because you keep another rivalry too. I mean, exactly. right? Exactly. Because those Stanford Notre Dame games were classics as well. Um, mm-hmm. that's what you got to look at. Like, it can't just be one team. It's got to be a pair and you have to sell it, um, to, you know, these conferences. They're not just going to take a one and done. They want the rivalries. They understand it. That'd be like Ohio state and Michigan, um, being paired together to go somewhere else. Um, I don't think that would ever happen, but that's the way it would be treated. Um, and you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting, man. We're, we're just at the, you know, the beginning of this, we're at the tip of the iceberg when it comes to uh, NIL and all this, you know, chaos that's going on in the NCAA right now. Yeah. It's it's, college football is going to look totally different in the next five, 10 years. It's going to be insane where we're going to be at. I mean, two conferences is probably where we're heading. Yeah. And it'll be fun. I think it will be really fun to see all these different teams play on against each other in a regular season because then it puts more of an emphasis on your regular season. Um, you know, I've always been about uh, – I love when teams schedule uh, the top teams um, outside their conference. Now you have them in your conference, and now it means that much more because uh, you're creating new fan bases, you're creating um, new fans this way. Uh, but it, it's just going to have some really cool games going forward. Um, and it does, it takes away the unknown leading into the college playoff. You'll know who your great teams are. Um, and you know, it would create for a different thing. I hope one day we just get a big, um, NCAA football tournament where it's just, you know, you know, one through eight and then another one through eight. And, you know, it's just 
all leads up to them because that would be really cool one day. And it would sell a lot of money. <laughs> so you want a playoff system. You, you want basically the NFL playoff system, two conferences in college football, and let them duke it out. Yes. Uh, it's the equivalent of a March Madness. Like, it, we've seen how it's worked with four teams, and that's great. Don't get me wrong. But expand it out. You know, if you you got to play well for, what, four or five games, I think that would be really cool. Because um, then, then you can – you can give conference champions, you know, passes or buys, uh, but then you're giving other teams a chance too. And I'm all about, you know, I want to see some type of Butler, you know, uh, equivalent to a Butler team make go on a run one year or the Boise States. Like how cool would it have been if that Boise State team from like what, 2008 or so that beat Oklahoma got a chance to play for a national championship? That would have been awesome. It's cool, but to think Boise State could win three games in a row against top teams. I think, listen, that's a great game and a one-off. Football, you can't consistently do that. Right. I love your idea, but you you and I both know the same three teams are going to be competing for the national championship every single year. It's going to be Ohio State, They'll be competing. Alabama, and Georgia. Um, It'll be competing, but the thing is, Boise get crushed? I mean, Boise's going to get whooped by all the three teams I just named. But, but think, think about it, though. If Boise beats one team, what if it's one of those three teams? What if it knocks yeah, out the no, Alabama? No, never, the amount of chaos that. that causes the the ripple effect that it causes, then the, that expands everybody. That lets you know that you can go anywhere. Like I would have loved to see UCF challenge for you know because they had won all their games. Then we can put you know what they say they won their national championship. Let's let's put them up against Alabama. If, if they're not good, they're not good. But at least they got rewarded that opportunity. I mean, man, listen, this is coming from a guy whose favorite team just got crushed in the playoffs, okay? And and Alabama did the same thing to Cincinnati that Georgia did to Michigan. I mean, it, to me, the four, it's it's a nice setup because you never really have four elite teams. You only have – and NIL might change that. So maybe as you get bigger, mm-hmm. you know, it can change things. But, dude, that same teams are winning the national championship with that format no matter what. Boise ain't getting into the final. No shot. Well, and like NIL, like we got to talk about this a little bit. Like with NIL, it's really interesting because it's provided uh, smaller teams an opportunity to bring in really good talent. You look at a guy like Deion Sanders and what he is doing there is changing a program, um, HBCU, um, and putting them on the map uh, by his coaching, by his players. Um, and he, he's changing it. And I, I love what he's doing there. Uh, and I think we're going to see more of that as NIL grows. Like, Texas is going to be back. Like, they got Arch Manning. <laughs> I love Oh, yeah. Get out of here with Texas is back. Oh, my Texas gosh. Texas going to be back. Anymore. I'm not going to do no hooking or nothing, not but man. Texas will be back. Um, and it's great for the sport. It makes all the teams better when the prominent teams have returned to, um, you know, their rightful place. You know, there have been a lot of teams that fell off in the past couple of years, and UCLA is one of them. Texas is one of them. Oklahoma uh, is still there, but they just lost Lincoln Riley. Um, it'll be interesting to see what NIL continues to do to all these different teams. 
Yeah, I think NIL will probably just separate more. I mean, look what USC just did stealing Pitt's best receiver by offering him, you know, whatever he got. Who knows what he got? These deals are all reported. You don't know what's actually accurate. But, I mean, I don't know. I think it's definitely fun for college football, but we'll see where it takes us here. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Fun, 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 fun for college football. But now we got to get into some fun for Steeler football. Because this is why everybody stay, stays tuned. They want us here to talk about Steeler football. They want us to get excited about the new field. They want us to get excited about going back to Latrobe. Like, these are all things that... Everybody is looking forward to, and I can't wait to just like get back into regular football at Latrobe. Like, um, we have some friends that live in Latrobe that are diehard Steeler fans, and they've been craving for Steeler football to get back there. So it's going to be an awesome time to just revert to normal and be able to play some football up in Latrobe, St. Vincent's. Have you ever been up there? I've been to Latrobe, but I do want you to be honest here for a second. Part of you wishes you were not going to stay in a dorm room in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. You were staying in your bed. You can admit that here. You can be honest about that. Yeah, it's like, you know, remember the Titans when you get on, you see them get on the bus and like they all go away from their families. And and like you do bond with your teammates, but damn, I love sleeping in my bed. I like to think because of the pandemic, I've become more self-sufficient. Um, and I've been able to, uh, get better at doing things virtually. And, uh, one of the things we got to do is practice at Heinz field and we got to go home every single night and I got to tuck my kids in the bed. That ain't happening no more. (laughs) That is over with. We will be back at La Trobe, um, in those hot days around three o'clock, you know, jumping up and down, getting the fans ready, hitting, yelling. Um, gonna need some ice cream after, but it is a it's it's a different time. But I definitely think the team uh, will be better because of it. Um, we got a lot of new guys. It's crazy when I like think about camp, and I'm like, shoot, like Minka Fitzpatrick hasn't even been to Latrobe before. Wow! Like, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. Because when we traded for him, it was in the middle of the season. And then next year, it was already the pandemic. So the dude has never got to see what Latrobe really is about. Get to check out all the our favorite restaurants, Dino's, Sharky's, 
Uh, Joeo's got really good pizza. Hayden and James are going to come down. We're going to we're going to kick it off there a couple times. But man, we're going to have some fun in Latrobe. Um, yeah, you have to show us where we can get bottle service there. But I do think what I'm interested wait, in. Wait, bottle service? <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Latrobe, so I knew that was good. Uh, but I, uh, I do, you know, you've made such a, a mention about Kenny Pickett and his hands. And I do want to know in OTAs, did you exa- examine his hands and are they as small as you thought they would be? Okay. Like, this is my locker partner now. Like, I talk a good game, and I like to give people a hard time. But, you know, I won't say, like, his hands were, like, you know, really small or anything. Like, he's got average-sized hands. Um, And I didn't think anything of it. Uh, He was able to throw the ball, still able to whip it around. Um, And, you know, he's got the ball in his hands for a reason. He was able to do it in college. Um, I think it got blown out of proportion, and then I just kind of ran with it. You know, why can't I call my rookie quarterback Burger King hands? Um, he will yeah. be on the show later on, and I will be giving him a hard time then. But, man, the dude can still play. Um, but he's got a battle for himself, and his hands are going to be the least of his worries because Mitch and Mason are going to make it tough on him. Yeah, how do you see that playing out? Obviously, you probably get a little firsthand look, and you are new media, so you've got yeah. to be honest here. I'm not saying you throw anybody under the bus, but what do you got on that quarterback race going into camp? I, I think it starts with Mitch. Um, Mitch, uh, we brought him in free agency. Um, and I think the thing that we have to remember about Mitch is he's coming from a situation where uh, in Chicago, they didn't really give him anything, <laughs> uh, and he still made it to the playoffs. Um I think he made it to the playoffs twice. Uh, and, you know, everybody likes to say Mitch did this wrong. Mitch did that wrong. Man, Mitch did a lot of things right. And uh, hopefully I think we have a better team around him. Um, and we're going to support him. Uh, right now he's, the you know, our number one. But we don't know what it's going to be by the time um, the season kicks off. There's a lot of football that's got to take place, like – all we were doing around doing in OTAs is running around in shorts. Like I'm ready to put on some pads and like see how these guys deal with pressure in their face. Uh, o lineman is literally you know folded up in front of them. Uh, DBs are really able to press. Uh, these are all different things that have to come into play. Um, we know we're going to have a good running game with Najee, um, and so the load is not just going to be on what our quarterback can do. It's what you can do to manage and you know you've got some really good pieces you've got um Deontay Johnson you've got Claypool you've got George Pickens Calvin Austin you got Pat Fryermuth um all these different pieces and Najee uh Harris uh you're in a really good situation and you got a pretty good defense so uh you don't have to go out there and win us the game we feel like we got a, enough pieces around you that you can come along and you're going to be a good player. So uh, Mitch, Mason, uh, Kenny, uh, they're coming in a really good situation. Well, and you mentioned a lot of the offensive guys there, but I saw a stat the other day that said the Steelers have the most expensive defense and the second least expensive offense. So they're spending mm-hmm. no money on offense, spend it all on your unit. How much pressure are you feeling as the captain of that unit going into this year, knowing that the quarterback situation is not determined yet. So they are going to be relying on you guys this year, big time. I love it. 
like, I love when the pressure's on the defense. And I don't want to say this the wrong way. Um, we've had the great opportunity to have Ben Roethlisberger bail us out of a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. And now we don't have that. And as a defense, there's no crutch you can really hold on to. There's no way, um, you know, we're not putting our offense in that situation anymore uh, to go out there and win it. Uh, defense, um, if you're the the money, if this money spent on you, um, then you got to play like it. And I think we have the defense to do that. Um, we've added some different pieces, a Levi Wallace, um, you know, bringing in uh, Larry Ogunjobi, um, bringing in Miles Jack, um, all these different pieces, and then uh, retaining a lot of our pieces, uh, a Terrell Edmonds, signing Minka, um, you know, uh, getting uh, Tyson Alawalu back, um, Chris Wormley's back. Um, our younger guys are going to be a lot more knowledgeable and know what they're getting. So bringing in Terrell Edmonds back, all these different pieces uh, are very critical to our success. But as a whole, I think we should be able to win games. We should be the reason why we win. Uh, and I, I look forward to, you know, answering that call. Yeah. And do you feel a little more pressure too? Because I think the standard dropped a little bit last year. I don't think you guys were as good as you thought um, you could have been. And does that add a little more pressure too? Yeah. After what went on last year, there were way too many running attacks that had too much success. Um, and I think running the run game comes down to uh, just execution, guys being in the right gap, guys getting off blocks, uh, all these things. You know, if a, if a corner fills, who's over top? Uh, all these different things come into, come into play. And when one guy misses, it puts everybody else at risk. And – Hopefully we've learned our lesson and we're a better team because of it. Yeah, I'm excited to see you guys play. And I, I'm excited to see you play at Akishur Stadium. Ooh. What do you think about right? that? I don't even know if you said it right, but no, I'm hoping you no said it longer right. Heinz, no longer Heinz Field. <laughs> um, that to me is the end of an era. I am in shock. That's the name they, that we've got. But Akishur Stadium, and maybe I'm not saying that right. I'm sure James will pop in here and tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Uh, what do you think of the new stadium name? You gonna miss you gonna miss the ketchup bottles? Oh man, uh, Heinz Field has you know in my lifetime, all I've known is Heinz Field. Uh, you know me watching football like Three Rivers. I didn't really watch Three Rivers, um, but every time there's a change in stadium, I don't really put too much uh, stock into that. You know because as much as I've loved calling it Heinz Field, like. Heinz Field wasn't made by a name. Like, it was made because of the memories. It was made because you got to watch Ben the AB, um, you know, the the extent, immaculate extension, they called it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Christmas night. Um, it was made, you know, watching great plays like that or, um, you know, watching, you know, New England come into Heinz Field and watching, uh, you know, the Steeler defense beat them up. The memories – uh, and plays are what made Heinz Field, not the actual Heinz Field. Like, I'm sure there's going to be some type of nickname they're going to give to Akershire Stadium where it's like Sure Stadium or something. Or like, you know, there's going to be some catchy way to say it. It's not like we're playing somewhere different. Like, it's still where you guys always go to, you know, watch a game. 
Like we're going to still be thumping. You're still going to hear renegade. You're still going to get on, the, on out of your seats and get excited in December and uh, January. Like those things aren't changing. It's a name guys. Like I understand like, Oh, it's been really cool to call it Heinz field. And we're going to miss the big ketchup bottles, you know, dumping down on a touchdown, but Akashur better come with that fire because, <laughs> you know, we're going to make sure we do our job as well. All right. That's not just football podcast with me, your host, Cam Hayward, and my co-host, Hayden Walsh. Did you have fun today? Had a great time, man. Hopefully uh, the people like it. Luckily, we don't have a rating on that, but make sure you rate, you like, and subscribe at YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you next time.